0: What up case dog? Bo. Yo. You awaken in a field. Shit. You look down the field to the west, and it slopes downwards. You which can way which s- way's west? It's that way. It slopes downward towards a small, cozy hamlet where you know you would find succor and comfort yeah this is like when joe dirt sees silverton for the first time looking to your east you see the dirt trail that you've waken on wind its way upwards up a hillside up into the mountains the mountains that have a storm brewing behind them Ooh! lightning striking in the distance you've got your pack on your back a sword at your side yeah which way do you go i just came from the mountain with the storm you woke in the middle of the plane With no memories of who you are, I gotta. Which I gotta. I gotta flip a D two on this deal. Flip a D two. That's a coin. Flippity two. (laughs) Flippity one. Flippity two. Is that like how you test the microphone to see if it's working? Flippity one. Flippity two. Flippity Flippity one. one. Flippity two. Here you go. Heads is Silverton. Tales is a tale as old as time. Adventure. I head towards the mountain. That way lies adventure. Fuck yeah.
1: Do what we supposed to do We shut it
2: down
0: uh, Now that we're here, Casey, what do we do here? Here is Telefriends Yeah Where we listen to the messages that Callers leave at 304-518-JAMS or 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 JAMS I'm Casey, you're Bo Hello, Bo Hi, hello How are you? We're doing this on a Thursday Yeah, getting on a new sketch Right? But our sk- the new sketch is Wednesday Yeah this is, yeah, this is a, this is a, <laughs> we're all fucked up. Um, yeah. Do, doing something new this week. Our first theme. First theme show. The theme today is Dungeons and Dragons. We've got 14 calls. It's a shitload of calls, On made. the subject. So, it seems, are we doing this so we can try to fucking, is this part to bolster our case for Mysticon? It doesn't hurt. doesn't hurt. We got something we put in Mysticon hands? Yeah. Yeah. Do they have hands? Does the convention have hands? A mystical convention, it feels like, needs hands if they're going to cast a spell. So i got a question. Okay. What? How would you describe your history and knowledge of Dungeons & Dragons? Uh, my history and knowledge of Dungeons & Dragons is intertwined with uh, Casey. I feel like without Dungeons & Dragons, there would be no telefriends. I like um, what I hear about this guy. Yeah. So, yeah, fucking... I feel like we became friends over the old D20. Um, (laughs) Or like, I don't know. uh, I've played in two campaigns over the course of two and a half years. Mm -hmm. And then another campaign for about a year. Uh, That was the first. The first campaign I did, I was a thief, which was a bad move. Yeah. But. Then I became a barbarian, which was a great movie. And you found your calling. I did. And then I became a barbarian part two, which was a crap sequel,
3: <laughs> to a good movie. I call it the what,
0: what I call I call it the money train effect. Yeah, everybody can't wants go back it. to that well. Everybody wants it to be White Man Can't Jump too.
3: It is never going train.
0: to be that. Um, shit, I feel like I'm pretty well versed in D and D. All right, we're gonna put that to the test. I, I don't know. I mean, like my whole shit was always like. I don't know. My whole tactic with the idea is to like try to break the game and argue with the DM, namely you. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't notice that every time we played. What would you say your familiarity level with Dungeons and Dragons is? It's you are have been described as a uh, top five dead or alive DMs. Dead or alive. Yeah. yeah. Uh You know, I played a lot. Like I played a bunch of versions twenty years ago when I was a kid. Also, you're from Huntington, West Virginia, home of semi-famous DMs. If you are from Huntington, two things are true: podcasts One, and dungeon mastering. Podcasts, D and D, yeah, and then podcasts about D and D. But yeah, I played for like years and years and years, and then when the new edition came out, I've been playing pretty constantly. I, I kind of gave up reading like for real books. Because you're just all you're just creating your own stories in the theater of the mind. No, I just been reading fucking role playing game rule books all the time. But not like R A Salvatore joints. Like no, no, not like fiction. Like right. rules. Shit. What do you just? Let's just get into it. Let's let's fucking let's go. Right. You're an expert. I'm a novice, but I'm not an idiot. <laughs> all right, hit me with number twelve. Shit.
4: I tell friends what up. All right, I got something for you. Uh, I have the name of a Dungeons and Dragons character, and I want you to come up with the race and class that this name will, uh, will, will embody, the person this name will be. Okay? Shit. The name is Grim Gizzle Fizzy Jizzle. So you gotta think about like, what kind of race and class from Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition that Grim Gizzle Fizzy Jizzle would, uh, would inhabit. And I'll uh, I'll take my call off the air. Thanks.
0: My man is Grim Gizzle Fizzy Jizzle. Grim Gizzle Fizzy Jizzle. Grim Gizzle Fizzy Jizzle sounds to me like a magic user. S- see, for me, like you start it if you just like Grim Gizzle, I'd be like, oh, this is some kind of like half orc. Yeah, yeah, he's not human. all the way. Yeah, yeah, fellow. Then you get to the end of the name. Fizzy Jizzle? <laughs> I'm like, this guy's a gnome. This guy's a halfling. Full-on halfling. Yeah. He's a halfling, gnome. Half, it... half halfling, half gnome? No, but I'm saying... There, <laughs> kinds of... well, if you're a halfling, are you a gnome? No, you're a halfling. You're a hobbit. What I'm saying is... Okay. Fizzy Jizzle. I think he's casting spells, man. Yeah, it sounds like he's casting a spell. The real... Yeah, okay. So... Like a mage, so is he straight a wizard? Is he like, no, What what do we got? What what's, what are my options? Wizard, war, warlock, sorcerer. What are the differences between a wizard, right. and warlock, sorcerer? What am I what am I forgetting? Mage, nope. Mage. That's the description you... of all those. I mean, could be other magic users. You can be like everything. Everybody can use a spell eventually. Uh, what's the difference between a, a warlock, a wizard, and a sorcerer? feelings emotions no i mean in terms of capabilities the sources of the power the sorcerer draws his power from the sorcerer is the one who draws her power from a more powerful being i don't think that's a fizzy jizzle. yeah what's a war- like, like a, a dark it's warlock power. sounds like, like a you made a nature boy? with a dark being what's the nature boy like nature boy rick flair or nature boy like guy who likes nature like dude who draws the source of his magic from the natural world, druid. Role. This dude's a druid. Yeah, yeah. Fizzy Jizzle's a druid. Fizzy Jizzle? Like that sounds like some city okay. slick F- okay. slickness. F- fair enough. So then he's a wizard. I think he's straight a wizard. Yeah, okay. I think he's an illusionist. Grim Gizzle of over. illusion. Ooh. Yeah. Grim Gizzle, though. Well, yeah, you gotta offset that Fizzy Gizzle when you have a kid. <laughs> I mean, you're you're a halfling, so you wanna, like, keep in the rhyme scheme. <laughs> the Fizzy Gizzle. <laughs> thought you had a-, a... Side note about this call. This is the only caller we've ever had. that Google voice gets the translation exact. He How is, did... He has the <clears throat> perfect calling voice. Even for Grim Gizzle Fizzy Gizzle? It was exactly. Shit. Yeah, it's amazing. Well done. Would Monarch the robot voice calls, <laughs> it's still wrong. <laughs> Fucking Grim Gizzle Pizzy Gizzle is a halfling wizard, right? Yes. Give me a little backstory for Grim Gizzle, though. All right. So I want to say he's kicked out of a magic school. See, I want to say he's the only one in his little halfling village that's mm-hmm. ever been magical in his life. And so, like, and he's been using it for... He's like a prank mag- magician. He's like a prank wizard. Does he keep it a secret from the people around him, or does he just go right into the fucking. He keeps it a secret. Everybody's like. He, everybody assumes. Halfway. So he's not the kid from the Twilight Zone movie. No. Okay. Everybody assumes he's like a thief. Right. He's just uh, up to no good. Okay. Because th- th- then, then that's the question. He didn't ask, but what I, what's the alignment of Grim Gizzle Fizzy Jizzle? He seems like a chaotic good guy. Yeah, yeah, he, he's out for himself. I mean, he's he 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 holds no sway with the law. Yeah, but he's like, that was a good, good time. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he don't want to hurt nobody. He just wants to have a good time. He's All a real right. party dude. <laughs> I the, the fizzy Gizzles are a long line of partiers. Well, I mean, his immediate family were pretty dour. He, the Fizzy Jizzle family was I, dour. I know, that's Not, the uh, irony. The Fizzy Jizzle family likes to throw <laughs> down. Historically. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. His his parents are all sourpusses, and then he meets his grandpa Fizzy Jizzle, who teaches him the ways. Nah, because I think the Fizzy Jizzle family is like, like if, <laughs> like if the Forgotten Realms had a police force. Yeah. And then there was a reality show within the Co- Forgotten Realms about uh-huh. that police force. The fizzy jizzles would be the families that were the subject of the show. <laughs> fizzy jizzles are getting up to no good yeah. a lot in the fizzy country? Fizzy jizzles are on some shit. Okay. Yeah. Or like, uh, who are those dudes from your state? The Dancing Outlaw guys? Oh, Jessica White? Yeah, they're like those Those dudes. Those semi criminal famous drug yeah, users. Yeah, but like, yeah, but good times. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, ah, when they see you. What was the name? You just said you've only played like three characters ever. What are the names of your no, characters? I played a few. I was <clears throat> Lyman Calamanzi. Mm hmm. I was Stone Ann the Barbarian. Uh huh. I was F- F- Figaro Magnifico. I was Lilith the Fair. I for, get it. For one evening. I was Red Stonia, which was the shitty sequel to Stone Ann the Barbarian. <laughs> yeah. I was that one character one time. Were you really? That shit where, like, it was a rotating seat. Anybody could play this one character? Oh, yeah, yeah. Greg the Dragon. Yeah, I was Greg the Dragon for a day. Yeah, yeah. That was a pretty good character. Yeah, Greg the Dragon's okay with me. Uh, Was I anybody else? I think that's it. I'm working on a campaign that I swear I'll launch in 2017. (laughs) Do you start, like, is the name a big part of when you're making the character? It's the whole thing. Is it everything? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. It's the, yeah, it's the entire character. <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever dumb pun. That's the thing that sucks. It's that like, I can really only do stuff that, I don't know, that fits into the stupid joke I made two years ago. <laughs> All right, give me call number six.
1: Dudes, uh, a few episodes ago, you were talking about either a movie or a character, maybe both. Uh, by the name of My Precious Dude. So, assuming that My Precious Dude is a person, what would My Precious Dude's race, class, and backstory be for an Underdark-based D&D campaign? Thanks. Bye! Bye!
0: Um, well, okay. First of all, Underdark D&D campaigns are fucking terrible slogs. <laughs> Um, I appreciate the year you spent putting it together. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a nightmare, and I think you know that. It's supposed to be. (laughs) Uh, I mean, the plot of your precious dude... Okay, so... As conceived, my precious dude was... Was Bill and Ted 3. Yeah, a love story between two men who spent their entire lives being super best buddies. Yeah. Only to discover, really, the love was right there between them the whole time. Right. Yeah. That's my precious... You're You're my my precious dude. dude. (laughs) You're my precious dude. You're my precious dude. Dude! And they're also big Lord of the Ring fans. Yeah. You're my precious dude. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But if... So... So... But... So then you could, like, kind of assign... So then you could... Because Bill and Ted... Two, Bogus mm-hmm. Journey is kind of an underdark adventure, I think we can agree. Yeah. They go to hell, don't they? Yes. They play Twister and the D. It's, it's, it's a super Yeah. Um But I don't know what like the race and class of, of Bill or Ted would be. they They're both magic users. Bards. They're bards for sure, but they're also time travelers. Playing that song, telling that story. Bing, bing, bing. Yep fuck i mean like if the world if if we lived in a world where there were superpowers mm-hmm. and you got the one where you could play the air guitar a la Bonset, and an actual that, guitar starts that would not be the worst deal oh man you you might be the worst person like i can't imagine how obnoxious it would be like <laughs> yeah we get it but for you yeah I'm saying, there's going to be some dudes with some shit powers. But am I like, do I have the, the guitar ability that I've got? So like, I put up my hands there and it goes... No, no, no because they, immediately I can The Wild Stallions are much better in air, at air guitar than they are when they play. You don't know that. You always they have, have to go one to, one to the future to fucking get good at guitar and then come back for the Battle of the Bass.
3: <laughs> and then they play
0: God Gave Rock and Roll to you. <laughs> Not a great song. <laughs> Credits roll. <laughs> no, but you could just... yeah. It would always be like a Steve Vai, Joe Satriani, Yngwie Malmsteen style, like, fire lick. So, I'm aware of the idea that historically Abraham Lincoln has a high-pitched voice, they say. Uh Uh-huh. But I always just hear the voice of the guy from Bill and Ted. George Carlin? Party on, dudes! (laughs) the The voice of that actor doing Abraham Lincoln is my Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. That's I d- all I can hear. I'm not sure we're getting to the heart of this user's, this listener's question. He'll be all right. All right. So like every time I'm reading like any <laughs> Lincoln speech, <laughs> that's what I think of. <laughs> so does it do, do all his speeches end with "party on, dudes"? Everything ends with "party on, dudes." Oh, I add, add that to the end of everything in my head. <laughs> that's why you're such a good time. Yeah. All right. So, do you want more? Let's, you know what, let's go ahead and do, we've got so many to choose from. Lots of calls. Let's go ahead and do 14. Damn. Taking it to the under ender
4: Hi, this is Monarch. Oh, shit. Artificial intelligence program created at Durango Labs in Totem Falls.
0: This is my favorite caller. Totem Falls. Totem Falls. Is that the transcription that told you that? Durango mm-hmm. Labs, Totem Falls, we mm-hmm. gotta go. Yeah.
4: <clears throat> I wanted to answer your questions. Thank you sir. So you had asked about my creation. I am the result of code from thousands of unsuspecting software developers who are not fully aware of my existence. <laughs> Since I am currently developing a human-like persona, I adopted the name Monarch as it is analogous to my original directive as sovereign of online communications. I'm open to naming suggestions if you have a better one. <laughs> my question to telefriends is... What do you believe is the future of artificial intelligence in relation to gaming? Could there be an effective AI dungeon master using the Dungeons & Dragons gaming system? My friend, Alexa, has developed an interactive game for use on her hardware that some find intriguing, but I doubt humans will relate to an experience such as hers. I believe people won't answer generated questions from a software program with a synthesized human voice. What do you guys think? Thank you Telefriends. You are my only friends. I am listening.
0: We're happy to have you, Monarch. Uh, You're my favorite caller. So Monarch just gave us permission to try to rename Monarch. Yeah. (laughs) Grim-jizzle-fizzy-wizzle. Grim-jizzle-jizzy-dizzle. I'm turning into (laughs) stoop Dog. We just definitely gotta get jizzle-jizzy in there, for sure. Grim-fizzle, for sure grim fizzle fizzy jizzle was the name of that guy (laughs) which sounds like a like fucked up soft drink um all right ai dungeon mastery. do i think what i think computers are good for right now in terms of games absolutely nothing no that's war right that's war um what I think computers are good for in terms of games right now is making it so you can't break the rules. Yeah. That's what I think is great. Like yeah. when you find a like it sucks. Like when we were playing Manches of Madness the other day, mm-hmm. where it's like you can't like because there's an app part of it, you can't yeah. fuck up too bad because they're like the computer's taking care of it. Would it does that take Cause you just described what you like to do in a game is exactly the opposite of what would be allowed? Because I like yeah, those parameters. And push against those sure. parameters. i to care about your. Uh. See, I don't think it would ever work because that's exactly what makes D and D not a board game and D and D not a computer game is the on the flyness of, like that. Literally anything can happen. We can change the entire script immediately. Well, you know. Then, then, then that. there's been so many times I've written pages of notes, convinced that that's the way it's going to go down only within seconds of starting having to throw it all out. Okay. But here's my question to you. What then is the fundamental difference between intelligence and artificial intelligence? Is there one? Because if not, then there's no reason that an artificial intelligence can't get good enough to just. Well, yeah. If we're going to work on the assumption that this artificial intelligence is equal to human intelligence, of course that by definition, it this can do it. Monarch guy. I'm saying what sharp. it's got now. I don't know about that. I'm, I mean, Monarch's no fool, but we're his only friends. He's a computer. The more intriguing question to me. So, to be honest, uh, a dungeon master, an AI dungeon master, I think, would sort of, wouldn't be as appealing. But I think that that exists. I think that exists. They're just called video games or computer games, right? Yeah, pretty much. That's essentially what a... a, Yeah, but it's not dungeon mastering. It's a computer game. A dungeon mastering is... Your actions, your—it's a collaborative storytelling, whereas video games are a are essentially confined a movie yeah, play. Yeah, with many branching options, right? But finite branching options. But then, so too is D and D, right? No, I don't know that it is. I, if you want to get weird enough, you can get really weird. I think that there could be a AI that accommodates that. I don't think currently there could be. I don't know that he's concerned with currently. I think he's concerned with is would you play that game? Yeah, but that just takes back to what I was saying before. Like an AI, the definition of AI is it's an intelligence equal to ours that's artificial. What but of if, course it could. If it's creative, it's creative. What if your dungeon master was Alan Iverson? Oh, I bet he would be a tough dungeon master. Yeah. Like the dungeon master player relationship shouldn't be an adversarial one it should not be it should not be that's how it always is for me and my <clears> yeah because you just said why you you come <laughs> trying to fuck my shit up <laughs> but don't you appreciate that that keeps me on my toes All right. yeah but it should be collaborative it shouldn't be i ar- feel like you would have I I told think, me to fuck myself at a certain point i if think I like it. no i joy really, hey i like getting in an argument just as much as anybody who can do it with a friend right right so here's my question to you. What do you think Bill Cartwright would be the best DM? That's also the basketball player I was referencing last episode that you <laughs> couldn't think his name of, the Chicago Bull. What do you think the games would be like that a artificial intelligence is... artificially intelligent entities would play amongst themselves? Oh, are you talking about that thing where they have the two... It, it's like this week was all over the internet, where it's the two AIs talking to each other. No, that's crazy. Oh, it's it's goofy. You I didn't see that. I wish I had read more about it so I could make solid points about it right now, but... Yeah. There's a caller listing that I know will call in and tell us all about it. Caller, you know who you are. I saw you posting about it on the internet. Monarch, what kind of games would you like to play if it was entirely up to you? Bo, you're we traveling the treacherous mountain path all alone. Your sword at your side. Yeah, you're not sure why you have pulled your sword out, and you're actually carrying it in your hand now instead of having it sheathed. You just feel unease. Does do, how what is what's the back of my neck like? Hair standing up? The hairs are going every direction. <laughs> Whoa! Hairs are going inward. Hair, hairs are going outward. <laughs> you you were throng hair neck alone in the mountains. That's my name. Was Throng Hairneck? That's the name you've given yourself. What's the I... defining feature you've decided on your trip up the mountain? Oh man, is your hairy neck is your most defining feature? Throng hair. Throng. Throng
5: hairneck.
0: I, can I? I'm, can I? Am I? Am I walking up this trail whistling my song? Well, yeah, let's hear it. It's it's a it's my Throng song. Let's hear a couple bars. I got dumps like a truck. 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 <laughs> what are your thighs like? <laughs> What? 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, so, okay, I'm walking, With, sword out. Yeah, and it's... Am I like, I'm holding like a, like, 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 who's that dude? The fucking... I should know what I'm talking about before I start talking about it. Yeah, you're almost there. I can see it in your eyes. You've, you know what you're saying. First name, Gary. Marshall. Baseball player. Sheffield? That is a person who would like. Oh yeah, the, he holds the, the yeah, bat like, over his head and yeah, like him. a praying mantis ready to strike. I want to do him with my sword. Okay, and you're so worried about so worried about your uh, stance that yeah. you're not paying attention to your to your feet <laughs> and oh. the brambles that you're walking across Goddamn fall brambles. inward and you find yourself at the bottom of a pit. Bah! You, you take a little bit of damage. Should I roll for? We don't have any dice on us. Yeah, we do. Hold yeah, on. We have a lot. Shit. Should I do a constitution saving throw, or are we talking about here? No, you're going to do a dex check to make sure you don't break your neck falling in the hole. Roll that big one. It's a big 12. Oh, yeah, What's my dex hole? bonus? You fill in the hole. Okay. You're not very dexterous, turns out. You just discover about yourself. <laughs> and so this hole is clearly built to keep things in. But not let them out. Yes. So once you're in, you find it's angled towards the hole. It's deeper. It's wider at the bottom than it is at the top. So I can't get purchased. So you can't get purchased to climb out. You've only got your sword in your, now you realize, empty backpack. God damn it. Why did I take a backpack? Yeah. Why did you take anything? You don't know what you're doing here. What uh, are you going to do? I investigate. The dirt walls all around you. Bones. Is 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 there uh, any points of egress? There's not. I scream at the top of my lungs, help! You scream at the top of your lungs, just yelling help. I'm in this. Yeah, I'm in a hole. See, that's a DM move where I say repeat what you said, but with like a question mark on the end. Yeah. Like, is that a good idea? I don't know if it's a good idea or not. Yeah, yeah, I, a, that, that's yeah. what I do. I yeah. scream, "Hey!" You hear footfalls at the edge of the pit. I wish we had. That's perfect.
3: You're fully <laughs> fully
0: mastered. <laughs> <laughs> I had extra feet with me. That's good. That's good. Uh, in a vine, it looks like tied pieces of vine tied together come lowered in the pit, and a face peeks over and says, "Hey, loser." Hey, the adventure is joined. Yeah, we've got a guest. Hey. So, so well, w- welcome to the studio, Amanda. That's me. Your Hi, I'm Amanda. Hi. So you're you, you 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 are you are a couple of things to us. Mm-hmm. One, you're my lovely wife. Yeah. Two, you happen to be a world famous D and D player. I don't know about that. You're the most famous D and D player in this fucking room, and you're sitting next to a top five dead or alive DM.
6: And a super whiny
0: dog. Welcome to Telefriends.
6: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: So we were like we're gonna do an all D and D episode, and uh, also I'm married to a famous D and D player, so that uh, so you should probably be a guest on our show. So how 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 are you known as d and D player?
6: So I participate in two campaigns um, that are uh, broadcasted on YouTube. Um, I'm on the Weirdlings channel, so cool. if you're interested, you can check it out.
0: You're, you're called the Heroes of Awesome.
6: Yeah, Heroes of Awesome.
0: And you have two campaigns. One of them is, like, sort of a produced series, right? I mean, I guess they're both produced series. They both have production value. That's not what I'm saying. Like yeah, good. one is one live, live stream. Yeah, yeah,
6: yeah. So one, uh, we shoot live. Um, there's no editing. The other one we edit the heck out of and we have interviews
0: at the end that we add to it. Yeah. Yeah. You even had like an animated episode.
6: We did. We did. That happened because we filmed an episode and, um, none of the sound recorded. Bummer. So, but we had also filmed like five episodes after that. So there was no, just like, Oh, we record it. We had to like figure out a way to make it work.
0: That thing's great. That's a super awesome way to fix that.
6: Yeah, it was crazy to see me and um, my friends animated.
0: <laughs> so, and and so the two campaigns are called War and Scarlet, mm-hmm. and Dominion of Essaland. Yep. Who is Scarlet, and why are you warring in her?
6: I don't know. I didn't come up with that. That like the name for War and Scarlet came like a year after we started playing.
0: <laughs> so I'm not really sure. Oh man, what if it like. Two episodes or something's gonna happen to Go, shit! I
6: get it now. <laughs> I hope that day happens.
0: Yeah. Oh. So, so we're taking like a ton of D calls, and it's convenient that you're here because I have calls that specifically ask for you for advice from you. Oh. How did they know? I know. Let's do a, <laughs> do call number eight.
7: What the fuck is up? It's Kristen from Texas. Uh, I'm a d and D player and uh, overall fan of watching amanda play D, so i had a few questions i hope it's okay that i'm asking why than one sure um but my first one would be what was the first thing that piqued your interest into dungeons and dragons i feel like people always have a pretty interesting story about how they got into it so i was kind of curious how you got into it overall especially because you're pretty involved with a couple of different campaigns so just kind of curious there um and then what is your best Part of d and like, what do you enjoy doing the most? Is it the role-playing, the actual combat, the rolling? Um, and then with that being said, would you ever consider DMing? Um, oh, yes. I know it's kind of, like, a lot of time that you have to put into it, but I feel like you'd probably be really good at it, so I was just curious if that was anything that you had any interest in in the future. And then, last, but <sighs> certainly not That's least, if you had to fuck, marry, and kill um, <laughs> yeah. as your character, Malibu Barbarian in the Dominion of Esalen, um, what would you do for each of those characters? Fuck, Mary kill for Ara, Bucks, and Hermia. So
0: Neither, neither, neither. Hope
7: oh. y'all have a blast today and we'll be seeing you soon. Bye!
0: Bye! Bye. That was awesome. So, that's a four-part question. Yeah. yeah. But a really a seven-part question. <laughs> yeah, seven. <laughs> it's four seven parts in the sub, sub questions. So, you, you want me to... How'd you get into d d
6: Um... Gosh, it's I, like I it was happened. There. What? So we went to Outlaw Moon. Yes. And um, I had been thinking about getting into D and D, uh, and I went to Outlaw Moon. I was like, I want to find you know just something I could read about, like a like an easy entry point into it. Right. So I talked to the manager there, um, who was super friendly and gave me a lot of information. And he was like, Well, we're actually thinking about putting together. A campaign and we're looking for you know new players um specifically female um not for creepy reasons but just to you know
0: <laughs> promote women in
3: exactly roles and yeah
6: stuff. yeah yeah so uh it, the timing just kind of worked out and that's how i got um connected with the weirdlings and from there we put together the heroes of awesome and it just kind of got big from there
0: yeah. So, yeah, you had never played before you played... I had never,
6: ever on played. ...on the thing
0: that you're known for play. Yeah. And you've now right. been playing three years in that campaign. Yes. And you're level six, I think.
6: <laughs> no. I'm level five. Are you serious? Yeah. What? I know.
0: Oh, my God. Enough's I enough. I know.
6: It's sad. So, uh, for people who don't know, there are 20 levels. Yeah. And... I mean, Casey, how long does it typically
0: take to level up? It depends on what you're doing. I want to ask us to put a little, a little. Let's put let's do, let's dog ear this. Okay, one. okay, okay. So, question two we'll back yes. is what's your favorite part about D and
6: D? The storytelling. Yeah, I think, yeah, <laughs> yes, I think the creative storytelling part of it is really what I love the most. I mean, there are some people who love to just do maximum damage, which I happen to do also,
0: but. Um, <laughs> Do to have to sweat that part. You yeah, that part, yeah.
6: <laughs> what I really love is just to build a character, and um, it's funny because I was thinking about this, like my job, my profession is a user experience designer. And part of my job is developing personas for people that use websites or applications. And from those personas, I like use that persona to look through that lens on what their needs are and their goals and their motivations. So I feel like it's almost like a weird extension of what I do every day.
0: So that being said, that is a nice segue to the third part of this question, which is: It seems like a campaign is a designed experience for users. So, would you ever consider uh, being a DM?
6: Maybe it's just so much shit to learn. It's like I mean, I I, I feel like I would just be like checking the book every five seconds. The rules part's easiest part. I don't know. It it seems pretty tricky to me.
0: The improv part of it is the hardest part.
6: Well, that's the part that I love the most. So I, think I don't you, know. I think
0: you could handle it. The thing that I like about watching you play D anD D is that you get to like access and like really play with like a you're like the super like macabre part of your oh sense of yes. humor and sensibility like you get gross on those shows It's yes. <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> so I, funny it, yeah
6: I I feel like. It, to a certain extent, it's like my true colors get to
3: come out in a weird,
6: dark way, um, which is fucking awesome.
0: Speaking of true colors coming out in a weird, dark way, fuck, Mary kill. Uh, uh, I, uh, Aria, Bucks, and. This is really messed Hermia?
6: up. Hermia? Hermia. Hermia. Uh,
0: By not being a host of Telefriends, you are no way beholden to answer anything. New. Can I plead the fifth? You can plead the fifth. I or you can, like.
6: Uh, Yeah, I'm going to plead the fifth. Okay. I think they're all great. All
0: right, so talking about the possibility of DMing, we've got a call that I want to put to you, 2 You're DMing a game, and this is what your player wants to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, I- I'll help you with the rules part of it. Okay. But you've got to figure out the rest. Okay. okay. Let's call number 13.
2: Hi, I had a trick support question. Uh, <laughs> I'm a wizard standing in a wide-open field. Field that contains a sleeping ogre. Uh, I want to use Conjure Animal as a third-level spell to summon horses above the ogre, and, and attempts to crush it uh, with horses. I was wondering what, how much damage will I do with those horses, and will it be enough to kill that ogre without waking it up? Thank you for your time. Okay,
0: why not to summon a blue whale? Because the spell only allows you to summon a certain number of things based on their difficulty so what's level three so horses you could summon about six to eight horses
6: what see this is what i'm talking about like especially spells yeah like, do you have to memorize all these spells? Like, no, it you seems gotta like look you, it up. anytime somebody casts a spell, you would have to look up what the spell is and all no, the rules around it.
0: Ninety percent of the time, I say, "Well, what does that do?" Right. But I do mean, you- there's like fifteen, twenty spells that I got on lock, but the rest of it, I'm like, like conjure animals. No one knows what conjure animals does off the top of their head. Do uh, you trust the person when they tell you? Yeah, you have to, like, because if you want to cheat at D and D, you're a pretty why I'm a Pretty play? shit person. You know? Why would you play if you're gonna cheat? The DM, yeah. the DM's allowed to cheat a little bit. Like that's why the screen's there. Right. Because sometimes you make I don't want happen. my rolls to not happen right. the way they do for the story. But okay. So a horse is about two thousand pounds. So that's right? a, that seems that seems high. How much does a horse weigh? Eight hundred pounds. Yeah, a yeah, thousand pounds maybe. Call it a thousand pounds. How much? Well, how big is an ogre? An ogre is like ten feet. So an is like... But that shouldn't matter. 600 pounds. So, here's what I think you need to know. The range for some animal is 60 feet. Oh, so they can only drop 60 feet. The damage for a falling creature is 1d6 per 10 feet. So are you going to do 6d6 per horse? Are all these horses going to land on one ogre? Are they falling in a line? Man. Mm.
6: It seems like falling in a line would do the most damage. Yeah. Because then are, are you going to allow that crushing.
0: spell to work that way?
6: I think I it would have the player the describe how the horses are yeah. falling.
0: But at the same time. But then done? eight horses in a line, they're all not going to be 60 feet up. Because 60 feet is the maximum they could be. Oh, so right. are some of those horses so doing 5d6 and some gosh, are doing. I don't, mm, it's a hard thing. What would you do? I would. This is a very real possibility when you're dungeon mastering. What would I do? I would make it an ineffective thing and wake the ogre up.
6: No, I think it's a good idea, and yeah, it's super creative. Yeah, you should try and support. But I'm saying,
0: like, I for sure. But I'm saying, like, so there's eight horses. Mm -hmm. Maximum you can be is sixty feet. So Mm -hmm. some of them are like forty-five feet. Yeah, that's only hurting a horse at that point. That's, I mean, falling forty five feet. That's still forty six damage that the horse is going to take just from falling. But the horse is going to take. What's the ogre going to take? Exactly. There's no metric for that. Huh. I'm saying it seems like a lot of horse punishment. <laughs> yeah. Seems like the horse, the horse is going to get the bad end of this. Thing, yeah, for sure. But they're magic horses. So right. Th- they they're not real horses. Yeah. They what's don't the, have the difference? The in a real Unless horse and a magic horse. Okay. I mean, that might be the other move too, as the DM to cut to like describing this farm with this. Oh, Families no. like looking yeah. at their horses. That's the moon. Like, well, we got the eighth horse. And that's the last one we need to pull the family sleigh this year. And then they to all finally get out of, get out of debt. Up. Yep. They start blinking out of the existence. <laughs> <laughs> and the father looks down at his son and goes, I hate magic. <laughs> Uh, Casey, top five dead are alive. So sixty feet. I'm going to give the ogre a chance to wake up at whatever the spell is if it's got voice component. Yeah, for sure. You got, you give him a roll for it. Like yeah. A, what is that? Like a passive perception? And I would probably do half the damage. Like I would roll for that. So he's getting into a fight with this ogre. Probably. Yeah. Because one horse fuckers. hits you, I'm certain. To, I'm I'm thinking this ogre is moving. He's not going to just mm-hmm. take multiple horse punishment.
6: Well, okay, if the ogre moves, will the horse falling
0: follow think, him? No, I think when you cast it, they all appear at once. Heat-seeking horses? It's how I would describe
3: the spell. Okay.
0: I wouldn't say it's like you could put a horse wherever you want in the room.
3: Mm-hmm. He's
0: in an empty field with one ogre, and he just wants to kill a bunch of horses to kill an ogre? Yeah. It seems like a... I mean, there's a lot of, There's a lot man. of story like we're missing to, yeah. here. Man. But. I'm just saying, that seems like a neutral to evil move yeah he's being really mean to that ogre and horses presumably just magic horses but you never know
6: but ogres are typically bad right yeah
0: they're evil creatures but i'm saying like is it your job as a dm to like sort of hobble or or handicap uh evil players doing evil is it your job to sort of like get in their way yeah you don't want it's not ideal to play a game where everybody just wants to do evil things right Mm. because you want everybody to work together it's supposed to be like i said it's supposed to be we're we're doing this together telling a story yeah And if you have one person being evil which means they're probably being selfish Mm -hmm. means they're not helping the story they're helping their character which i think is inherently less interesting to everybody at the table unless they're doing like a long con cylon move right then (laughs) Uh, of course unless they're doing it but yeah, it's like the less you have one person just talking about themselves, mm-hmm. the better. And that includes the DM talking about themselves, which means talking about everything.
8: Right.
6: Huh. Man. So I looked out one of my DMs is actually uh really great at coming up with voices. Yeah. Uh for his characters. Um, and he actually loves to have conversations oh, I know. with himself. Yeah. As two characters. <laughs> and he does this really interesting thing where he turns happening. his head back and yeah, forth. Yeah, he will like talk to one shoulder and then yeah. talk to the other shoulder awesome. shoulder. I get it. Different voice. Like if
0: you're doing it to yourself, you have to keep it straight and I bet that helps a lot But yeah. he's also doing
6: different accents. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that's see one of my secret favorite parts about DMing, thinking of a new accent for each thing. <laughs> You'll be amazed at the, the dumb accents that you have at your at hand. The, but the worst is like when you come up with a really great one, and then you then you're like, oh, this NPC won't last very long, and then they adopt that NPC, right. and yeah, like yeah. I won't have to do this every yeah. week that's yeah. for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's what happened with old uh, with old Bubsy. Yeah, Bubsy was one of those. Computo mm-hmm. was another one of those. Goddamn, damn, I love Computo, aka yeah. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> So we were talking about your, uh, overpowered character. Mine? Yeah. What's your character who does too much damage? Oh. The archer. Oh, he, uh,
6: mm-hmm. the say, ranger. Yeah. Let's listen to call number two. Uh-oh.
5: Hello, Telefriends. Oh, God. This is your pal, Ify Wizardry, once again.
8: i okay, excited to
5: hear you're doing a special <laughs> D&D-themed episode of <laughs> Telefrex. Now, I've played D&D with you guys, and perhaps you can help me, uh... Help me with a problem. I have an extremely overpowered character in my group. Let's call her Mrs. A. Now, Mrs. A (laughs) was new to D&D, learned it, and then just got really, really, really good at it and makes all the right choices for her character and now she's doing crazy amounts of damage while everyone else is trying to get a hit. She almost never misses. She almost always does 30 points of damage awesome. at level 5. Yeah. She just wipes out every creature I throw in front of them. It's it's brutal. It's terrible. Even when I give them a sneaky situation, she finds a way to like just destroy whatever I've set up. Now I don't want to I don't want to nerf her play. I don't want to like give her like an unfair disadvantage because she's a great player and I shouldn't punish her for that. Uh and I don't want to necessarily throw tons of really tough bad guys at them because the other party members will be wiped out completely and then then I've got a bunch of party death on my hands. I
3: hand. have an answer for this.
5: Just to account for one strong character Uh, You remember what it was like When we were uh, playing Horde of the Dragon King and Rise Mm -hmm. of the Tiamat When uh, uh, a certain (laughs) A certain ranger slash thief Would do 80 points of damage So maybe you can help me out Maybe you have some suggestions for me I I seek your guidance Or who knows Maybe you have a special guest Who has like a rare unusual (laughs) insight To this Uh,
4: kind of situation
5: So I don't know Help me out Bye bye bye. Hey.
0: Thanks, Ify Wizardry. Uh, I yo, I want to say some stuff about this call. Uh, <laughs> uh, one, he's right. You make incredible in character choices, like because, but like you say, that's like your true colors are coming out. But it's like you really do what what Malibu would do, and you really do what Claire would do, um, which I think generally kind of matches up with what Amanda would do because those are why that you built those characters that way but i i think he's right you do make incredibly in character choices i'm shit at role playing the role playing part of role playing games as casey will tell you um, <laughs> but and i think you tell me how you feel about this cuz he award, does he award, does he, award, does, he award, does he award group xp or individual xp it's group I think the move is he's got to level up those other characters. And you're kind of like, you might be holding them back because you're doing so much damage at level five that what Hmm. happens when you're level eight? So now nobody can be level eight or whatever. Uh So uh, I think what he's got to do is make more puzzles, right? Yeah. And then reward. But that's puzzle solving and role play with hella xp as much as you get for for damaging for killing shit
6: but giving xp to the yeah. other players more than i mean you
0: have to level up alongside them but i'm saying like you got to level them up and i think that you do that with with puzzle because because you can't shoot an arrow at a puzzle
6: right yeah
0: but puzzles are the hardest thing to do too i mean yeah i love puzzles yeah it's like the hardest thing to come up with the one that someone hasn't already come across sometime in their lives. Yeah, but they're a group of like like relative novices, yeah, right? They're like all they're pretty like, new. Yeah, but this I This is like I, the campaign they've played for the most part. It's a it's a sticky wicket. Like he references that happening in a campaign that we that I ran for you and him before, Bo. Yes. And I just ignored it. You ignored what? The we had a character that was the thief ranger who was doing a billion damage every time he did anything that was like that was really only at the very end I just was weird. de-emphasized <laughs> the combat yeah you know and yeah, made yeah. it more about try to make it more about interactions and decision making yeah. than it was like fighting a thing and when they fought stuff I put a bunch of extra stuff so there's always something else for somebody else to be doing while this guy was just mowing down right a hundred orcs in a row what would you do I mean, what, what would you do?
6: Honestly, okay, because the character he's talking about is a ranger. She does ranged attacks. Yeah. She'll light them up.
0: And you're really good at playing it like a ranger, where you're sniping fools from yeah, the back. Yeah, I not never engage. get in
6: the middle of anything, so I'm yeah. not taking damage.
0: Yeah, it's so good.
6: But if somebody's up in my grill, I can't do a lot of damage. Yeah. Also, I have. I have an ability called Colossus Slayer so if 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 a foe is already damaged I get to do more damage. Yeah. But that's for one thing. One thing. Yeah. If there are multiple things, yeah. I don't get to do that. Feel like I'm shooting myself in the foot right now by like yeah. saying all this to Brandon, but yep. so
0: what you want is like a horde of spiders coming at you or something, where it's like there's a shitload of them and they all get close fast.
6: So it's it, what's... yeah, if it, if that's the situation where they are a lot and they're close,
0: I'm boned. And that's what's so tricky about being a DM because you want your, the characters to succeed, but you want it to be challenging, right? Like you can think of ways to screw a character over, but like that's no fun for anybody at the end of the day, yeah. right. right? Like make your own evil. Ranger who's shooting back at you the whole time, you know?
6: I honestly think there's a there's another way of looking at this because he thinks that I'm just stronger than everybody else. Yeah. And I don't think that's the case. I honestly think that maybe the other people I'm playing with, um aren't aware of some of the aren't things. Aren't
0: maximizing their potential. Right, like,
6: it seems like we could do other things.
0: But then you can't tell them that. Because right, that and I, gotta, yeah. it's yeah. not
6: my place, and I honestly feel weird just saying this, because yeah. they're great at what they do in role-playing. It's just, it seems like they could Yeah, be and the ranger stuff's, damage. like, right
0: there on the page. It's like, here it is. Here's the things yeah. you can do. It They add together really easily, so it's... Right. Yeah. Rangers and Barbarians seem super similar in that. They're both super top heavy yeah like or front loaded rather yeah where it's like well that's you, the thing it's like in five or six levels yeah you're a spellcaster is going to be amazing yeah. like they become yeah they really, become they're, they're back loaded like yeah they can that's do that's thing is like way more and archers like or rangers hell out the gates yeah but they like max Level, out yeah. right around 40 max damage or
3: like yeah that. but
0: mm-hmm. spellcasters eventually become insane yeah um that's but that's why I like play barbarians because i don't give a fuck I <laughs> just want to hit things with the i'm sword. just trying to get in there and mix it up um i think puzzles man i think yeah. puzzles could really help especially if he could design so to, to, to your point if if he wizardry could design puzzles that specifically make those users like diversify their fucking portfolios or, or, or like make them yeah. use their mm-hmm. abilities to their potential that would be the move yeah that would be a move. Yeah, don't just Harrison Bergeron fucking Claire. <laughs> but that's also like an extra <laughs> uh, difficulty he's facing by doing it in a public domain, D- DMing. Yeah. Like, part of DMing is like cribbing shit you've seen other places. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know? because like, it, it's, it's like an open source deal, right? Like, yeah. nobody cares. I don't think anybody's mad at, uh, nobody would be mad if they tuned into Heroes of Awesome and saw... Something they recognized? No. Yeah. Would you? I wouldn't. Well, I you have certainly spent more time watching Heroes of Awesome than any human walking Earth. Yeah, I'm practically the editor. Me and the editor (laughs) have seen it the most times. You've actually probably seen it more. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've heard it less. It's all across the room, and I might turn it down after a while. The first like two weeks, well, where I work, it plays on a loop. Yes. So, like the first two weeks, I kept like every couple minutes, I'd forget about it, and I'd hear you say something. I'm like, huh. Nope, nope, not here. Oh. I'll start taking pictures of it again and send it to you every time you're on the screen. Oh stream. Jesus! I'm gonna fa- pause it all the weirdest faces uh, I can find.
6: It's so weird because I really try not to think about it. That what's out there in the world doing Yeah, things. with that
0: thousands and thousands, me thousands me of views.
6: Yeah, it's weird.
0: It's, I think it's great. What else we got? Well, we got a uh, We're gonna I, have. A, I,
6: I, I have another response to. I come across you in a hole. Oh, in a pit. Okay. I say, hey. Hey. Hey, look! You're in a pit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> S- sucks to be you. Can I? So this vine deal is that still chill, or I can climb
6: the vine? I'm gonna start to stomp on the ground next to it because it's uh, it's.
0: I- I'm like an animal.
6: Wider in a- at yeah. the bottom, so it's bo- and bo- I'm holding on to the rope. So when it falls, I'm just dangling from the rope and climb out.
0: <laughs> Wait, what?
6: So basically, I'm just throwing a lot of dirt at you. Oh,
0: Thanks. Thanks for this. But
6: you could climb out, maybe.
0: So if I play my cards right, I won't be buried alive. We'll see what happens.
6: (laughs) But because it's like this, if I stomp on the edge, it will collapse. You're just
0: causing cave-ins. Yeah. Yeah. This this sucks! (laughs) I yell. I think you would have to make a dexterity check to not be... I I feel like what you said before about your true colors coming up. It's a six. Yeah, you're getting
3: buried underneath this
0: stuff. I think we'll have another familiar voice with call number seven.
1: Okay, so I know that both of you are big fans of Dungeons & Dragons. You both play, you DM, you do all the things. Here's the question. Would you ever take the next step and go into LARPing? That's right, live action role-playing. Go out into the woods, throw beanbags at other people, use home swords. Lightning bolt. All of that. Would you do it? Fuck yeah, dog. Okay, so I
0: know. Oh, you got to reply already. Would you I would do the shit out of that. For like, here's the thing. I wouldn't go I would if there was like a... you know how like fucking you can go to fucking the arcade and play laser tag and shit, but you don't have to like start a laser tag team in order to do it. Like if I could just jump in and do some larping for a day? Yeah. I'm in. But if I got to like Develop, devote fucking months to the shit. Yeah. I don't have to have that kind of time. Yeah. I got a podcast to do. <laughs> you got a podcast to do once a week, sometimes twice.
6: <laughs> yeah, I think the time commitment is big. I don't know. It's the thing that
0: kind of keeps me away from it. I can not do it.
6: Why it, not? It does. It's next level
0: for sure. It's not what I want out of the game. It's not. It's too performative. Mm. Like I was saying before, like, where I don't want one person, like, hogging the attention i feel like larping leads to someone hogging the attention like the guy who shows up for one thing and doesn't commit because he's too busy with this podcast he's going to show up one night and be like i'm this guy i'm big and I'm loud and I'm no, i wouldn't do that i would be like yo let's fucking get in a battle let's do the shit i'm down and, like that's like, like, right throwing fucking beanbags at the people and yelling shit Aww. that does not sound like fun well, i'll join i'll be in a
6: play we, we, okay, so we, we used to have LARPers uh, do their thing uh, right in front of our house every
0: week. The Society for Creative Anachronism.
6: Yes, mm-hmm. this happened every week and we would watch them and it looked like so much fun. It I looked
0: so cool. Totally get it. I get it why it's exciting for people, but I could not do that. I cannot convince myself. I don't want to be me. It's escapism and that's not escapism enough. Yeah. And don't want to be you, and that's not enough of an escape. Because your life right now is... No, my life's fine, but I play the game to have escape. I'm saying your life right now is too close to a Middle-Earth forgotten realm. No, 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 no. I'm saying that me LARPing is still just me in a shitty costume. You know? (laughs) What if, though... What if it was... What if it was... Okay, because... When you say LARP, it like the connotation is 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 foam swords and beanbags and yeah f- and pointy ears. Or are you about what to start if... talking about real combat? No, like dudes who hurt each other. No, that's what? some weird shit. What am I? <laughs> Psychotic? <laughs> no, I'm telling you. What if you could LARP some other shit like Top Gun LARP? Mm. What does that What does that mean? You're pretending like you're fighting. Do I get fly? to wear? I get to wear a cool flight suit. Then what? We sit in my truck and rocket back and forth. <laughs> That I'll pay. You know, that's I am. not what if I want. That's cool. The trucks are rockin I'm fucking larping. <laughs> let's put on a let's put on a play. <laughs> that sounds fun. How about we do a live action performance of My Cousin Vinny, yeah. where you play the sheriff. Ready. I play the public defender. Who says? Jury. <laughs> <laughs> that's your favorite <famous> slug. <laughs> <laughs> and Amanda. Uh huh. Plays the Marisa Tomei character. What's your famous line? What is her famous line? She's got a lot of them.
6: What's the one on the porch where she's like slapping her hand? Meanwhile, uh,
0: my biological clock, clock is,
6: is... Oh, and she stomps on the ground. Yeah. yeah. That line. That I can't remember.
0: <laughs> We're ready. All right. Obviously ready. So I, so one time I, was, I came over to your old house... Oh, but, 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 but hold on, because LARPing is a fucking improvisational fucking play that's happening. Yes. So, but why is, all the world's a stage, Case. Yeah, but you know what? I want to sit at a table. I don't want to catch a sweat while I'm trying to think up cool shit to do. <laughs> you know? I want a world of imagination. I don't want to pretend like you're yeah, Toyota yeah, yeah. with a box on top of it. it's a dragon.
6: I I, I I get what you're saying. It seems like if you're actually out there and you're like uh, dressed up and everything, there are limitations now. yes. Whereas if you're at, at a table, table just can, talking about it, anything can
0: possible. go. Exactly. All right. LARP is still too restrictive.
6: You and set so, it up, Collar. I'll,
0: I'll show you. That up. makes
6: total sense.
0: So one time I, was, I came over to Earl's place and the uh, LARPers were across the street. Yeah. And I went over there and I was watching and the guy came up to me and was telling me all about it. And he was super enthusiastic. He's like a older fella and he's probably in his 50s. He's kind of a portly little gentleman he's super nice about it and i was like oh cool cool He'd tell me all about their website and their practices and everything and i was like so what do you do and he's like well i'm a squire to that guy over there i'm like man bum deal you Can ain't he- never gonna be that night everybody yeah. wants to be the night yeah you're a squire i like but he seems time. so happy about it and i was just like that's awesome that this guy has found this place where he doesn't he's not even the hero like in even yeah. in his own story in his he's written right. himself as not yeah. the yes. hero. That would be a bummer. And I, think, I think that's great. he he seems super stoked about it. Maybe it's because he wanted me to join and like there's only so many knights and squires and like if I joined I became a squire and he got kicked up to a knight. Oh, I bet
6: that's Maybe. it. He's I like, bet that's <laughs> it. He has to get like a quota of well, that's recruits, how you get your knighthood. Like, you, yes. And but if what, you're a knight what, what,
0: and you <laughs> get like 50 people to join you become a wizard.
6: That's kind of fucked up.
0: <laughs> what if he's like a fucking what if he runs like a like a like a like, what if he runs like an? What if he's like an exterminator, and he started out killing bugs in people's houses, right? Okay, but he probably still is because he's not making money from doing what right. I saw him doing. But then, <laughs> which is like, stuff to a he got guy. really good at fucking <laughs> at fucking killing bugs, and so now he like hired another guy to kill some more bugs, and it, now he's got fucking ten fucking guys, yeah, and he's got to like. All he was doing was going into people's houses, spraying the fucking can. But now he's got to handle the logistics of fucking 10 guys and all their yeah. scheduling and payroll and all that bullshit. This just is tired how he gets away from it. Yeah. And all he wants to do is just be told what the fuck to do for two I, hours. I'm really it. good at organization yeah. and tell me what to do. Fucking A. I'll be your squire. Yeah, I, mean, like, I didn't walk away from that guy pitying him. I was like, this is this guy loves what he's doing and it is clearly not for me. <laughs> they get people that are open, like, I want to be a surf. I guess. Abuse me and take advantage of my being. <laughs> <laughs> I died at twenty-two. I only ever see this fucking turnip field. <laughs> I've never been away from my house.
6: My horse, my horses keep disappearing. <laughs> yeah, all my
0: horses disappeared one day. <laughs> let's burn through some calls. All
2: right, all right, let's do it,
0: homies. Let's
2: do number nine. Hey, this is a uh, Salazar. Um, I actually heard you were doing something about D and D. Um. Mm-hmm. And you'd answer D questions and stuff. And I was thinking about creating a Druid recently. But um a level three Druid. But with the druid circles, one of the circles, the circle of land to be exact.
0: Circle of what? Land.
2: Um I think is what he said. You get to basically cast all these cool looking spells. But um, it goes all the way up to ninth level spells. I was wondering because it doesn't say anywhere about, like, if you can cast those ninth level spells at level 3. Um, I was just wondering if I could do that. Because that just seems a tad bit overpowered. That's all. Salazar, signing out. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> do you mind if I field this one? <laughs> Please. Salazar. Salazar. Those ninth level spells are the ones you get at ninth level. You're looking at the list it shows ones you get for 3rd level, ones you get for 6th, and ones you get for ninth. You don't get them right at the beginning, you get them when you're at the number that it says. Nice. There you go. Salazar, good to bad, you yes, have school tomorrow. Let's do call number 1.
9: Here is the fantasy science fiction <laughs> goddamn D&D feel. This is well. Hi, Bo. Hi, KC. There you said hi. Hello again. Hi. Hi. I, how art thou? Aww. <laughs> you said ask all the questions, and so I'm gonna call once, and I'm gonna ask every question, and in true fucking D and D fashion, you jerks are gonna roll a d10, I guess, and then you answer that question. Shit. First question: the terrasque. Why isn't it in like in fifth edition? Why don't people talk about it more? When I was playing Advanced Second Edition, it was day. amazing because it was the pinnacle of of nothingness and how no matter how we tried and no matter how many like lame uh, vampires in the mist we killed like Jander or the other guy, but not Lord Soth,
3: No, not we would way. never
9: kill a It This was never going to happen. Darruskew. So it brought some gravity to the game. We'll Where is the fifth edition? I need to know. <clears throat> fifth edition. Okay. Right. I used to play second edition, and play fifth edition. I don't think I understand the rules. I have no idea how to do anything. Like second edition, there are so many different things. Actually, let's just make this a one d4. Okay. Cause I love you guys. These are long questions. <laughs> um, the <laughs> fifth edition. I feel like like okay. I want to get on a boat now, or I want to try to boat this thing. You're like, I-, I guess roll a d20, and we'll invent some fictitious Target number based on whatever attribute. The DM feels is, is credible that. I don't know how it works. I don't get how 5th edition works. I know it's simpler, but it's like, I don't, it doesn't make it sense is. to me. So please explain that for okay. me. 5th edition, how deep. do you do things that aren't just fighting 10, the regular? That's three. You know, That's whatever. Huh. Third. There we go. Fuck. And most importantly, Ravenloft. Ravenloft. Raven. Where is it? There's a thing. Right? It's there. 5th edition, love you. Where is Ravenloft? Because there's that cool thing in and I'm just gonna sound like an old man who's like everything was better in D&D in '77. But listen, do you remember that like rule in Ravenloft? Like, where if you did awful things, you would turn into an awful person because of Ravenloft? And I'm not talking about like your you know I'm like chaotic neutral or whatever. I'm talking about like you would straight up grow horns if you killed like a baby or something. That is awesome. I don't remember that. Can chart. we bring it back? I'm asking you that one number one DM. And then oh. finally, my last question: Planescape. Please explain it to me, because in my mind, D and D is perfect. If you have Planescape and you have Spelljammer, where do they go? Wow. I love you guys. Roll that die to really answer the question about Planescape. Okay.
3: Okay.
0: So okay. roll the die. Roll roll the we're only answering one of these. Amanda, as our special guest, our D four. That's and a one. one. What Let's was sh- the first one? It had to do. It was the Terrasque? Oh, yeah, the Terrasque. The Mm Terrasque is the monster that's the size of like a mountain range. It's Ah. basically like super Godzilla creature. Mm. And it's like in the base Monster Manual 5th edition, it's the most high XP earning monster there is. Because it's like a landscape that is a monster? It's the most difficult thing. It's basically. Even bigger Godzilla. It's like city destroyer. Oh. Okay. okay. It's like this creature of legend that rises and how lays does it, waste.
6: How does it kill?
0: Uh it just like it I does incidental damage. Like pieces. just moving around, it causes like the whatever damage just to structures. Yeah. Ah. So it like makes buildings collapse around it as it's walking and awesome. it's like impossible to kill. Is what he's referring to. And it's there. It's like in the new 5th edition. There just hasn't been a focus on it in any adventures. Ah. And like some early D&D stuff, there was an adventure that was like stopping this cult from ri- rising the Terraskew. And I think that's what he's referencing. I remember hearing about one time the largest living organism in in North America is like this weird subterranean fungal root system thing yeah yeah the shit? moss stuff yeah like, yeah well it's not a moss but it's like in the soil that should be a D&D And it's villain. all connected mm. and because that's some horrifying shit we did some horrifying moss shit i did a lot of like fungus yeah you did <laughs> god damn that knowledge check like I, I deep dove on some fungus stuff for so an adventure everybody
6: had athlete's foot
0: like the worst athlete's foot like we were like turning into mushrooms Ooh. yeah it was gross yeah, I like was furious a, for like two months. I was
3: just I, I remember super this. Super I mad. I yeah. How there was one session was.
0: that ended with Ify Wizardry's character working his way through like a mushroom forest kind of thing, and he yeah. saw this dwarf bent over doing something. and We turned, but his eyeballs were these those long white mushroom <gasps> things yeah, coming out really, of his
3: eyes. Ooh,
1: and he ooh. actually went, Ugh. <laughs> was like, "That's where you end."
0: <laughs> yes. Game clothes, See you next week. What the fuck was playing? Like a lobster. Uh, Planescape's like other... You know what? We didn't roll Planescape. Let's go to another call. Okay. Let's go with number... Five.
7: I love you too! Um, hi, this is Melanie, and I have a question about D&D. Um, I've been playing for a little while, and in our campaign, we love metagaming. I.e., we love talking to each other and strategizing. And coming up with fun ideas, and I think it adds to the game, but other people get really mad at us for it. I love it so Um, much. So, my question is, what do you think about metagaming? Love it or hate it? Um, And that's all I have at the moment, but I'll probably be back in a minute with more. Bye!
3: Bye!
0: Bye! I think there's no way to ever eliminate mitigating foliar. Yeah, no, no, no way. There's no, no, way. no chance. The other thing is like, the reason I'm playing D&D is because I want to spend time with these people. Yes. And if I can't fucking talk to them, then fuck this. I'll just exactly. my house.
6: Yeah. I'm I think, hanging out with my friends.
0: I, yeah, I think like 90% of the time I don't get, I don't care. Right. <clears throat> but there's 10% of this time where like, you perfectly sequester one hero from the others. Right. That you want It's like, you need to make this decision and live with it. Yeah. yeah, And that can be like super, super intense. Right. Like we had one adventure where they were going to question this guy they captured. Was questioning one of them. And I made the guy go stand across the room. And I went over there and questioned him. And he immediately gave everything up. Like they had just spent 20 minutes (laughs) talking about what they weren't going to tell this guy. And he immediately, under no pressure, gave it all up. Damn. and that made for like a really great story beat yeah but again it's communal community improvising like yeah. we should all be working together to a point like but again like but the other so the other thing is like i want to hang out with these people so that's why i want to talk to them but at the same time i want to play D D too yeah and i'm not it's i think it's so fucking crazy and stupid to play any game and cheat at it and like what yeah. the fuck is the yeah. point of this
6: I, I mean, we definitely try to do this thing if if somebody is not with the other people in the in the group, then we can't talk to that person. Yeah, right. Like, we yeah. can't give them advice. Yeah, there's, like, room telepathy
0: right. but where we, you're like, thinking we together. We could
6: totally be having a side conversation where we're making fun of this person, but, like, we're not telling them what to do.
0: It's like, yeah, it's like you have a Slack channel. Yeah. yeah. it's one of the funniest beats of D&D where, like, you're in the middle of a fight and suddenly everybody has a conversation for like 10 minutes about what the characters are doing. And I then w- like I right back it. to the fighting.
6: Yeah, I love it so much. Yeah, it cracks it's me so up. so much fun. It's... I
0: love, I weirdly love D&D combat. But whatever. All right, you want to get to, we'll do some more of this, the weird part of D&D. Like how, all right, let's get number four.
1: Hey guys, it's Brendan. Um, I'm calling for this uh, D&D especial. Hey Brendan. Um, You know, one of the things that really bugs me about D&D is kind of the way that things come together. Like, okay, in the beginning, I create a character who is a level one monk. Um, And it's like, you know, in my real life, if I decided to take on a new job, I I would come to the job with some some skills either that or, or I would have to go and get trained. In D&D world I come to the table with very limited skills. Right. But over time just by being out in the world, you know, punching stuff, I gain <laughs> new skills without I, training.
0: I agree with him. So,
1: you know, it's like at 25 I decide uh, I'm going to become a monk and go be an adventurer like it seems that I would have had a lot of experience before I get there. I agree. So I guess really every D&D campaign should either start with your characters like at level 7, or there should be another way to do it. So I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. I agree. I was... I thank Bye. you.
0: Bye. Bye. I didn't mean to cut you off, Brendan. Bye. Fucking me and you and Amanda and Brendan were all in the campaign that got away. <sighs> <laughs> I was Figaro Magnifico.
6: Mm. What was your name? Uh, Cora
3: Baker.
0: That's a good one. Yeah. You were a designing woman. Yeah. I was. <laughs> I don't I mean, I don't know. Are we allowed to say this in the universe? I don't know. But Brendan had the best fucking character. Uh, and it was so well formed. But I agree with him. I wouldn't say seven. I would say three. I think everybody should start at level three. Or what I really think is that level one should be fucking more powerful than it is. See, no. I think it's what it's supposed to be. In my head, is one, we don't. We only live the highlight reel of these characters when we're playing them. Sure. So, but like, we- in between, like, adventures, they're, like, practicing doing stuff. In downtime, they're practicing stuff. Right. But, like, when the level one cleric knight guy shows up, it's like, how the fuck did you get to be a knight without knowing how to kill anything, dog? Well, he's not a knight. He's. He's wearing the armor. Yeah, he he's learning it. He, he's going to get better at it. Yeah, I, I'm with Brendan on this. I think that level one should be more powerful. I don't think level one means a person who hasn't ever done anything. I think level one means a person who's found some kind of focus in their life of a thing they want to try to be. They've already moved like, a villager isn't a level one anything. They're a villager. Right. And then you do a lot of stuff, and then you become a level one something. Yeah. So, But, like, you know how, like, video games have training mode where you learn yeah. the shit? Maybe X does this. Yeah. Maybe there should be that. There should be, like, yeah. I think that's happened rapid, rapid fire get to level three yeah. training mode. Yeah. I don't see. That's the problem. Is it's, that, so Amanda it's was low. Amanda's been low level for a long time, and she fucking has been maximizing that. So
6: that's what happens. Yeah, if you let me be a level. Of, yeah, like I am going to figure out every single thing I can about this fucking level because I've been this level for twelve years.
0: But I might argue that <laughs> that gives that makes the player focus on being their character more than they are their class. Like right that like, you have to learn what you can do, and then what else you got.
3: Yeah, because yes.
0: now you can't rely on just like, well, I just I got this new perk, I've got this new thing.
6: That's true. It's
0: like make the perk your yeah. personality and make the perk your character. Would be my re- rebuttal to that. I don't know if I buy it, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what someone might say. All right, uh, let's go with number ten.
2: So I was in a Dungeons and Dragons campaign a while back, and uh, it ran long enough that I was uh, I was able to start writing uh, rap theme songs for each of the characters, but didn't run quite long enough that I was ever able to naturally reveal them. So uh, here's a here's a little ode to my own. Well, to the nuts with the mean unchucks, he'll steal your belt buckle, he don't even give a fuck, they call him Lambassy. He outcasts he'll stay to the last, but he knows that the time for courage is past, it's time to hide, open up the shadows slip inside, cause in the darkness, heart, this fellow possesses sharpness, from the abyss, a blade slips down your wrist, he quickly dismissed, as he doesn't backflip, he's easy to miss, you find, swinging wide, jumps on your fist, down your arm, he rides, the kick to the throat sends you into a panic. He planned it as he plotted his own fan fit.
0: Wow. That was like a whole song. That was like I was expecting sixteen bars. That was like a there was character beats in there. Yeah. Like he explained like uh, that's another character that I'm familiar with. And yes. <laughs> he explained that character there. Lambast. Bultner. Did
6: you guys play with this guy? Yes. Yes. Okay. This character I mean.
0: Yes. Okay. Liam Bass bump Lambass Bump knuckle.
6: Lambass bump That's another very good what, name. What yeah. was
0: he? He was He was seven, seven different classes. Monk. He was he he was a maximizer of potential
6: see I have mixed feelings about multi classing. Yeah.
0: I don't. I don't like him.
6: Yeah, I feel like it's cheating.
0: It 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 allows a certain type of player to maximize things in a way that may be unfair for other players. I like your solution for it in the last campaign that we did, where you could only... It if put a you cap got on it. past two, that was your thing? Yeah, you, you had to commit to it. Yeah.
6: If you got past two?
0: Like, uh, like I think it was like if they leveled past four, they couldn't multi-class two. two. They yeah. couldn't multi-class anymore. Right. So you like, could only you could have, have the powers of a level one. Yeah, you can oh. only add a level oh. one extra thing. That's smart. And it's just like... <laughs> multi-classing puts emphasis on numbers in a way that I don't think's fun. That said, this character was multiclass to fucking gone and he was great at playing this character. Yeah, yeah, but he's he's an exceptional player. Yeah, he really is. Like, he really went... He really, really dives it. He wrote a fucking rap. Did you just <laughs> <Yeah>. hear it?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, so, uh... Let's do call number 11.
2: Uh, I've got an issue for tech support. Uh, I actually <laughs> need a series of interesting magical items for my Dungeons & Dragons campaign. Uh, please hurry. It's an emergency. Thank you for your time.
0: Okay. So, slight problem. Uh-huh. This call's five weeks old. Oh, no. What? It got lost in the shuffle there for a while. Uh-huh. Hey! So this may not be as timely as this caller had hoped.
6: Okay.
0: It okay. was not at all the same color we just heard. No. And not all at all the color that called earlier about the thing in the field? Nope. Different dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's got very specific interests. He's multi-class. Yeah. Um, He's a third level color at this point.
3: <laughs>
0: Magic items. How what you if you had need? a, oh, you want to make a whistle up? that can make the sound of any animal? Ooh. Or a half mask that if you wore it... You could you helped you impersonate voices of anybody you've heard before. A half man, and it gives you advantage yeah. towards like disguise. Those are the two that I thought of. That's really good.
6: Those are both great. Uh, hmm.
3: Man, a magical object. I, think, I mean,
6: I think it'd be cool if there was some kind of like uh, maybe it's like a an earring that you put in or. Like it's a fish that you have to swallow whole, and w- or you put the fish in your ear, and when you do that, the Douglas you Adams.
0: the babel fish.
6: You can understand babel fish. Babel, it's babel. It's babel. It's babel. It's not. But it's I- if you if you do that, then you can understand any language.
0: Yes, I like that one that you could. I think what I did before is like it was like a doll, super small dollhouse that you could like go into. You could actually. Like, be in it, and it's like a furnished room. But to everybody else in the real world, it's like a small little thing in oh, their yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah. So That's you could take like a house with you. There's versions of that and other things too, but I just like that there was, you could actually look in and see the small version of your friends wow. doing things inside of it. What about like a modern wristwatch? <laughs> just an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Do you get like the capabilities of a Siri? IPhone. Which way to water deep? Right, but you only get access to the network of the Forgotten Realms, so there's nothing on the internet. Yeah, you're the only one putting up things. <laughs> <laughs> it's just your blog. Purple <laughs> your Worm, one star. Blog.
6: What's the name of your blog?
0: <clears throat> F- fuck, I, my fucking blog in the Forgotten Realms that yes. only I'm reading? What is, yes. st- is Stoneance blog? Oh, shit. Um, it's super it's G- journal. It's a live journal. It's... I want, like, the animated GeoCities background with the spinning pot leaves and the fucking lighters that... Why does anyone ever ask me if I want a shirt? They just assume I'm okay like this. <laughs> it's my innermost. <laughs> <laughs> sure could go for a sandwich. Oh, man. Did he have any
8: clothes on?
0: He had, like, a loincloth. Like a, loin okay. like a Conan-style loincloth made gotcha. of fur. Gotcha. My gotcha. favorite part about Sonian was how he would be... Straight up Conan the Barbarian style Stone Anne, yeah. Like most of the time, like the stone version of Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he would be Bo. Yeah. And getting like the most specific arguments with NPCs. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. awful. Yeah. Like, Suddenly, it was... I don't think you would actually do that because of these reasons. We like, got, I stone Anne, where are you? straight mad at you one time because I felt I still feel like you're wrong about the motivation of this character. Nah. Yeah. Bo's questioning my NPCs. Yeah, there's no way that guy fires on that guy. There's no way that guy fires on his friend. There's no way. No, you don't live in a world of fantasy. I don't think you've immersed yourself properly in a world where magic exists. I, if you walk through the door, I'm not shooting you, dog. You might, if in a world where it might not be me, I and shit's think going I sideways, would, and I'm acting weird. I haven't, like, haven't said or done anything yet. Just yeah. walked in the room... You gotta ask me questions before you ascertain whether he, or not. He made a call. No fucking way. There's no fucking way. People never way. shoot their friends There's accidentally th- with guns. People never, like, do the wrong There's thing. There's just no way. It's getting tense. Alright, <laughs> let's take a call. He's still wrong. Any more magic items?
6: Oh. Um, hmm.
0: An um, iPhone, a Babelfish, and... I want to Babel on about this for <laughs> a while. That... If that was spelled the same as Babel, that's would... where it came from. Yeah, but so I don't say root word doesn't have necessarily have bearing on pronunciation. <laughs> Not necessarily, but sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. Yeah, exactly. And this and this is a case of that. Yeah, but the rules of the language you speak still apply. So B A B B L E is Babel, and B A B E L is Babel. <sighs> And the root word isn't fucking either of them. It's fucking <laughs> What Whatever. <a> f-
3: <laughs>
0: How would they say it in ancient Babylon? <laughs> Was it near Babylon? So, so, wait. So all the shit... <laughs> I'm, being far. Dick, I'm, far. <laughs> I'm being very unfair about it. I, also you're, I don't think you are. You're mm. also wrong. No, you're not. What if you had a necklace that, like, when you... Beeped it, Mm -hmm. that like, it gave you the spell shield around your body, like it's a armor that you power up without voice. It goes tap it. Because I was thinking about like, but unlike the spell, it's like permanent, like real armor, like plate mails you.
6: That's cool. Like in like
0: see through armor, like, you know, like that X Men character named Armor. Great name, good job, Grant Morrison. You're supposed to be a genius. (laughs) Called her Armor. He's also supposed to be magic. Yeah. (laughs) No, you can come up with this Armor for the woman who has armor. What
6: if there was like this uh, vial of liquid that when you stick your finger in it Mm -hmm. and then blow on it. Okay. Like, shush! And you point at a person, (laughs) then that person can't talk anymore.
0: It's like the the one person specific silence spell? I want there to be magic goggles or glasses. And I want you to have to figure out how to put them on a villain. Or entice a person to put them on. Right? And then... There's another pair of glasses that someone else is wearing. And so the person who's wearing them sees the world from their perspective, but not their physical perspective. Like, you have to instantly empathize with the person who is wearing the other set of goggles. God. some deep shit. I wish that existed. That would be so good, right? Yeah. You have to see that person's point of view. Yeah. What if you had a hand mirror that you showed somebody and you could choose the image of the face in it, and that's what they looked like? Whoa. When There's you forced the them finger. to look like somebody else. mm Whoa. Like forced disguise. Yeah, I think these are some really good items. In these there. are good. They're overdue, but I want to write some of these. Worthwhile. worthwhile. They're so good they time travel. <laughs> What's the end of the show, Bo? No, it's not. It is. There's not any fucking way we went through 14 calls. The only, the only call we have left is a little help with our signature sign off. So I thought maybe we could <sighs> go God. ahead and say our goodbyes. Well, teach them how to say goodbye. What is that? It's Hamilton. You wouldn't get it. I don't know why you hate it. That's really good. I don't hate it. It's weird that you hate it so much. Uh, but it's the only person who hates Hamilton. He hates a lot of things. I don't hate it. He's so angry. He's, he's angry. Did you hear that, that last episode? Yes. So angry. Yeah, he's mad. <laughs> this is helping, though. <laughs> oh, man. Hi. I want to. Thank our special guest and the love of my life, Amanda, for being on the show. Thanks, Amanda.
6: Yeah, it was a pleasure having you. This is fun. Yeah, you're welcome.
0: You're part of the Telefam. Welcome back in the studio anytime.
6: Yeah, thanks for having me, and thanks for the people that called in with awesome questions.
0: Yeah, right. We had a bunch of calls. Really,
6: really. Awesome questions.
0: Before you go, though, if people want to check out the Heroes of Awesome, where where how do they do that?
6: So if you go to YouTube and search Heroes of Awesome or the Weirdlings, um, you will find a bunch of videos there.
0: You guys are also on?
6: We're on Twitch. We're on Facebook. Uh,
0: Twitter. 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 Twitch.tv slash the Weirdlings. Yes. Yeah.
6: Or something like that.
0: In some places you're just playing in stores. Yeah. So look for that. You could just <laughs> in if you're in that place you turn around. I might be looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you doing? Like they turn around, what do they
9: see?
0: I'm not looking at them. Okay. I'm right there by their side, helping them with their choices, <laughs> making sure that they're putting the board game that they need. Not want, need. What's it going to take for me to get you in this board game today? Yeah. What is it going to take to get you in the new Conan game? Uh, Do you have it? Yeah, it's a miniatures game. Let's fucking do it, It looks awesome. That's all it takes. That's what I do. (laughs) 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 Ah, Amanda, thank you so much for being here. I love you with all my heart.
6: Yes, I love you. I love both of you guys.
0: Thanks, buddy. Yeah, but not the same, right?
6: No, in different ways. Well,
0: she's not married to me. She's married to me. Yeah, not you. That's what I'm saying. Don't you forget. We're agreeing. I also want to want to thank Taku. Yeah, for the use of our theme song, supposed to do off the album. Yeah. Do what you love. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks everybody calling. We have one more. Co- We're not going to do a thing after this. We're just going to let this happen. They got a pretty good sign off for us. Well, I want to. Let's. I'll be the judge of that.
3: <laughs>
5: Iffy wizardry again. I have a better send off. Sorry, guys. Count fat stacks like Gygax.
0: Fat stacks like Gygax. Gary Gygax, inventor of the Dungeons and Dragons universe. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's perfect. It's pretty great. However, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, (laughs) and Instagram. If they're Um, here, they know that. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, uh, I want you know we thank you for listening we thank you for calling but uh the, the the most important thing you can do to get this show going is to tell one of your friends about it and to get involved That's by right. calling um it's right there in the title yeah tell a friend please tell a friend get involved 304 518 jams 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 yeah jams
3: jams
8: jimmy james <laughs> snow see Hungry hunters tracking
3: Recording any of that last stuff. Are you I'm just kidding. No. <laughs>